Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Welcome back to a solo episode of the Real Story Podcast after a couple of weeks of rest and relaxation. Uh, Joe and I, since we started this podcast, have really not taken a break in the last two years. And as we've been talking a ton about burnout, we decided to take a little bit of break, of a break, rest, reflect, relax, and come at this with new vigor for the rest of the summer season. And what better episode to share than today's, which is all about restoring your faith in publishing. So if you've been following our podcast for a while, you know, we started out as the Right Way podcast, which really aimed to demystify the publishing industry to provide authors with all of the tools, resources, and knowledge they need to have the most successful career possible. And a lot of that was really delving into the truth of publishing, what goes on behind the publishing industry curtain, all of the things that you don't know that they won't tell you. Um, and a lot of the ups and downs along the way. And my journey has been long and laborious, filled with many highs and many lows. And most of you know, you know that I had a four book deal with St. Martin's Press. I became more and more disillusioned with each book that came out just from lack of effort on their side, lack of communication. And really, when I when I look at it and reflect back on it, it was a lack of growing and nurturing that relationship. I felt like with every subsequent book that I turned in, I just was kind of cast aside, if I'm being brutally honest. And it and it just really killed me because I was working so hard to create better and better books and I felt less and less effort from my team. So when I decided to write another book called The Other Year, which is way more of an emotional kind of book club fiction type book versus domestic suspense, which is what I usually write. I was nervous about wanting to even pitch it anywhere and maybe I should just self-publish it. And I was so disappointed by my publishing experience that I I just wasn't excited when we when we pitched it. But you know, fast forward, we got some interest, which I alluded to on some previous podcasts, and I can officially announce now that the contract has been signed, sealed, and delivered that I signed a two-book deal with HarperCollins, their imprint, Harper Muse, which publishes women's fiction, historical fiction, and Southern fiction. And you guys, I could not be more excited. So how fortuitous is this? I didn't know, you know, I, I've all, of course I know who Harper Collins is. Um, I did not know when, when we got interest from this imprint. The imprint office is in Nashville, Tennessee, where I am. My amazing senior acquisitions editor lives 
in my neighborhood. And she is so incredible. Her name is Kimberly Carlton. She's so enthusiastic. And so from the time I accepted this deal to signing the contract, which can sometimes take months, it was the most painless process I have ever encountered. I have received countless emails with, this is what really blew me away. They sent me a welcome packet with an author toolkit with my point of contact for each and every person that I will need along the way. It broke down the entire process um, so I can, number one, understand the life cycle of a book, which I do, but this is so great if you're a new author to the HarperCollins family. I mean, I've never seen a publisher go so above and beyond, but they sent a Money Matters PDF that breaks down all of the terminology on a royalty statement, how to read a royalty statement, which can be like looking at another language. I have been in this industry a long time and I still get so confused (laughs) with how to read a royalty statement. So they break all of that down. They give this publishing lingo glossary of terms so you can really understand everything. And then author frequently asked questions from the process of the book to the marketing of the book, the publishing of the book, how they're going to support you, how they're going to nurture this relationship. And I have been so blown away by their level of communicativeness, which again, I felt like was was sorely lacking in some of my previous um, publishing experiences, I have a renewed faith in publishing and what's going to happen. And I'm allowing myself to be excited for the first time in a long time. And I think that them going above and beyond to supply all of these materials that 100% reduce or eradicate the overwhelm that can come with getting a publishing deal. So in our work at Right Way, so many of our clients have gotten publishing deals, but once they do, they're left in the dark and they're like, well, now what? Like, I haven't heard from my publisher. What what happens next? What is that, you know, what is the editing process going to look like? How long is that going to take? And this, all of these like welcome packets and PDFs and you know, the way that they have broken it all down is just so explanatory and amazing. So one of the coolest things that they did, they sent this little one-sheeter, which had um, a list of who to contact when I have specific questions. So if I have editing questions, these are the people that I reach out to. If I have formatting questions, marketing questions, publicity questions, um, they gave me my timeline from the time that I submit my manuscript to basically when marketing and promotion begins. They gave me info on my ARC, which is an advanced reader copy galley info, and what that will look like and what that timeline will look like, how many copies they will provide me if I want to do contests or giveaways. So you guys, I am pretty much geeking out on this new chapter in my publishing journey. And it has been, you know, in in hindsight, I'm so glad that I went through what I did go through. Um, You know, it started with (laughs) my solo episode of 
a podcast called Dear Publishing Industry Fuck You, where I was so jaded, so upset, so annoyed that I just shared everything. And that really changed the game and the trajectory of this podcast and where we're going next. And, you know, Joe and I have really made an oath and a vow to always be radically honest with what we are going through as creatives and business owners, what we see from our client's perspective, from our perspective, what no one is telling you, and how to make this process work for you. And again, before I pitched this book, I was just like, oh my God, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I don't know if this is what I can do. But I am so thrilled. I've already got um, about 80 pages of my second book for the second book deal of, of this two book deal. And I am still pitching and working on the thriller part of my career. And I've even come up with a nonfiction book that I am so excited about and have um, potential interest in as well. So I have really, you know, I've talked about it in the newsletter and on the podcast, but Joe and I both, you know, have been, we've reached a level of burnout with client work, um, which is the moneymaker, which is, you know, the breadwinning opportunity. But at some point, when do you decide to invest in yourself creatively and to go all in? And so I made that decision, as scary as it was. And because of that, I feel like I am creating momentum. I am opening doors. And you guys, I have to tell you, just in the last couple of weeks alone, though I have two ghostwriting projects and one proposal I am also working on, the trajectory of my days and the way that I plan my days has changed drastically. I have gone from talking on the phone eight to 12 hours a day sometimes for my client call days to maybe having one or two calls a week, being able to swim in the middle of the day or take naps or go on five mile hikes or, you know, just get my word count done and then relax or, you know, kind of nurture my friendships or my relationships. And my world over the past few weeks has become so much less about work and doing and way more about being and living. And for me, when when I think about fiction writing, yes, that's a job, but it just doesn't feel like work in the same way that working on a client proposal, on a client project feels. And because of that, I feel so much more expansive and light. However, (laughs) ironically, during this time, I've been really struggling with the parenting side of my life. I have a 10-year-old daughter who has been on this podcast twice. She is a total little starseed, feral, amazing, empath, creative, wild being. But it was like she hit 10 years old and then decided, this is the way I want to do things. I am not going to be told otherwise. This is my life, my journey. She's really acting like I would imagine a 14 or 15 or 16-year-old child would be, but like with tantrums and, and just losing losing her calm and cool when she does not get her way. So while I have shed so much stress, I have also stepped into 
a lot of conflict and, and trying to figure out how to resolve those conflicts in a nurturing and loving way and realizing that though my child has come through me and is of me, I do not control her life. Her life is not about me. It is about her. And really, really trying to create space so that she can grow and blossom and bloom. But it just goes to show you that, you know, Joe and I talk a lot about this, like this if-then idea or when when I get the book deal, when things calm down, if, you know, I could only write full time, then everything's going to be great. And it just goes to show you that there really is no destination. There's no happy destination where everything is great and you stay static. Instead, it's just all about the ebbs and flows of the journey. I am excited today. I love this this part in the process before I get my developmental uh, editing letter, before I have to dive into my book and and change a bunch of stuff where I can dream and imagine the way the launch is going to go. But it has also really shifted my perception about how I am approaching social media and the author platform. So it is no secret that I do not like social media. I think it can be very just detrimental, honestly, to our mental health and well-being. I think sometimes it can be a complete waste of time. But I have been battling against it so much. I have not really looked at how I can have it work for me instead of against me. And I have decided I am going to completely rethink how I approach building my author platform. I'm redoing my website. I am going to make a lot of changes to the newsletter. I am going to do whatever it takes to build this platform so that I can reach more readers, which is always my number one goal as a writer, and sell books. And I want to approach it not from a place of like, ugh, this is what I have to do, but oh my God, I'm so excited. This is what I get to do. I'm never going to be one of those writers that stays on Facebook or Instagram all day and is constantly responding and replying. That's just not how I want to build my life. And I think that's okay. But I'm trying to find ways and find the balance between you know, not really wanting to do this one thing this one way and creating a platform and ability to reach people that feels really, really good to me. So the whole point in today's podcast is just having that rejuvenation of excitement, excitement to create, excitement to put something new into the world. This is the first time ever I am putting an emotional you know, quote unquote, women's fiction novel out into the world. And it's the book that I probably have poured the most into. It is a story that is really touching upon everything we as human beings face. Uh, The death of a loved one, facing grief, love, life, romance, work, change, um, tragedy, and, and really diving into the depth and breadth of human emotions. And I am so, so, so thrilled 
that this book is coming out into the world. Hopefully next fall, I will share when it comes out. And I will be, as I as I continue to kind of revamp the newsletter and bring a lot of things over to reafry.com instead of rightwayco.com, I will be sharing a lot of freebies, little sneak peeks from the book, um, just a lot of fun behind the scenes journey, especially since the publishing house is here in Nashville, I want to show you guys, I want to take you inside what it looks like to go inside, walk inside um, a publisher and to see what that looks like. I think a lot of us have this notion of like, you know, walking into a publisher, it looks like some glamorous thing. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But I want to take you on the entire journey as I get this book prepared to launch and and really let you in and let you see what it looks like to write a book, get a book published, and put it out into the world. So I hope you will follow my journey. I hope you will, you know, if you have reached a place where you're super disgruntled, you're super burned out, you want to take a risk on yourself, but you're worried about financial stability or rejection, trust me, I have had, I feel like I've had years and years of just stagnancy, failure, uncertainty, and it's all changing because I finally let go of what it had to look like and I'm starting to accept what it is. And what it is is fucking fun and exciting. And I'm so thrilled to come at this new book and this new publishing journey and this new home and this new team with the enthusiasm that I had in the beginning. Um, And it's just been a long time and I think it's time for a resurrection. So I ask you, what can you have a renewed sense of enthusiasm and joy for in your life? Is there something that you've given up that you might want to try your hand at again? Um, what brings you joy? What can you do in your daily life to add more color and light and joy into it? It doesn't all have to be so serious all the time. We don't have to look at what's constantly wrong. We can start focusing on what we're excited for and what we can't wait for and what we dream of. And that is a much better place to be than bitching and moaning and griping. And I should know because I've been very guilty of it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.